Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Every Calorie Counts podcast. Today, we are going to be talking on the topic, is competing for you? Very broad, but um, we've had this subject come up a few times here recently, especially with the new year. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, the prep the prep season is is here. Um, you know, especially for people that are competing early in the year, they're already dieting. Um, and and if uh, you know you're competing at all next year, I'm sure we've talked about at the very least, if not set up a schedule. Um, uh, but it, it's also brought to the um forefront of a lot of people's minds that kind of emotion of you know I've competed before, I want to compete again. You know, I'm ready to. You know, it's it's that time of year where people start to get a little antsy, right? And we've talked a lot here recently about you know, whatever, taking off seasons and, and and really making sure that they're productive enough to where when you step on stage, you're competitive, right? Like making sure that you're doing everything the right way in terms of, you know, your health and all that different stuff are themes that we've talked about plenty of times on this podcast. But I think in this particular case, what we're talking about is when we should be, when we should recognize, you know, our, our lifestyle, right? And our, 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 our lifestyle in terms of everything, whether it's your personal relationships, whether it is your uh, professional uh, 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 lifestyle and, and and the things that are required from your job on a day to day basis, um, or just you know where you're at in any given point in life, you know, is it right to add competing to the mix of what's going on? Right? Is it right to add that to the mix? Right? And I think in a lot of cases we have so many different things to look at there. Like we just touched on, is it you know somebody's job? You know, we had a question on another podcast recently where somebody asked, you know, they were a uh, a nurse that was working a 12-hour night shift on the Coach's mm-hmm. Corner podcast. You remember that question? And yeah. they were asking, you know, what what could I do to prepare to compete when I work 12 hours overnight every night, uh, you know, as a nurse? And everybody kind of, you guys all kind of gave your piece. And then when it came to my thing, I basically said, don't fucking compete. Don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just don't. Why would you compete if you're working 12-hour shifts overnight already? You're you, like again. That's you, that's a huge stress that you have to take into consideration. Where that stress in and of itself could have certain real impacts on your physiological health, right? On on on, on your body, on your day to day life, the way that your body's responding to that day to day life, and then you're going to add in another huge stress that competing is mm-hmm. right through the diet, through the training, through the the the, the regimen, the regimentation that we have to take. Does that make sense? Regimentation. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll go with it. Um, regimented. How, how regimented everything has to be. Yeah. Like all of those things are very inherently stressful. I know some people are like, no, but I like going to the gym. It doesn't matter. It's still a stress. No, but I like dying. It doesn't matter. It's still a stress. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel better when I'm lean. It doesn't matter. It's still a stress. Your mm-hmm. body doesn't care what you want mentally, right? Like that's just the reality. Your body doesn't care that you feel better when you have a six pack. Your body mm-hmm. doesn't care if you think you feel better when you're eating 1500 calories instead of 2000 calories, or if you're a male, you know, whatever, 3000 to two, whatever it is, right? The bottom line is that it's still inherently stressful on the system, on the, on, on the body, Right. So it's like, when do we need to look at things that are more than just, you know, hey, I want to compete. Well, that's great. I want a lot of things out of life, but it doesn't mean that my life is currently set up to be able to manage those things or take those things on or be successful within those things, which is probably, you know, we want to talk specifically about that individual question and a 12 hour night uh, uh, overnight shift for a nurse. Right. It's kind of that where it's like. I'm not saying that you can't get in shape and do the best that you can, right? Because we, we've seen that happen before. People have worked overnight shifts and gotten really good shape for bodybuilding shows. But, you know, it's even, I, I would say it's going to be harder to do it for sure, right? Mm-hmm. It's certainly going to be harder, especially if you're a female. It's going to be a lot harder to get in shape when you have those kind of additional stresses that are in there. Uh, but then on top of that, the recovery of it is going to be so much harder. 
Right. If at all possible in some cases, mm-hmm. right? It's just one of those things where it can create a very hard environment to recover from. Like I said, even if you removed competing, forget about competing. Sometimes we have stresses in life like that 12-hour overnight shift where it in and of itself can cause significant downregulation hormonally, uh, 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 whether that's cortisol, sex hormones, thyroid function, like all of those things could be something that we need to, you know, focus on in terms of maintaining, you know, through the course of you having that career where you're working a 12 hour overnight shift, that might be you as an individual, right? And then you're going to now add in prep, downregulate those systems even further, then when you come out of prep, you're going to go back into that job, which would have naturally declined those systems anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're going to ask your body to recover from that prep. It's almost like you're you're, you're setting yourself up for a loss. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for a loss. It's like you're going in there handicapped. And it's like, why did we do it in the first place? Just because we wanted to? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, It's just one of those things where it's like, I think people really have to start to wrap their mind. I had an issue with, a, uh, or I should say issue, but I had uh, this situation pop up with another client where it's like, you know, Hey, my job is stressing me out. Right. And again, we're focusing on jobs still, but maybe it's a relationship, yeah. right? Maybe it's, um, you know, um, I don't know, just the financial burden of, of, of life right now. Maybe it's, you know, I, I have, you know, three kids at home myself, and maybe for somebody else, it's their first kid. I don't, I don't know what it is, but again, whatever it is in life that's causing that level of stress in these particular cases, it's, you know, a, a, a question that we got from a listener and now a client where their job is causing them so much stress that she's losing her hair by the handfuls. Right. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't, I, it's, it's always that thing too, where like, we don't want to admit when we want something like competing, mm-hmm. that this thing that's directly in front of us is stress-related, right? It's, and maybe it's not even that we don't want to admit it in this particular case. It's just that sometimes we don't want to tie those all these things together, right? Where it's like, okay, well, just because I'm losing my hair, it means I can't compete. It's like, well, no, you could compete if you wanted yeah. to, right? You could. You could compete if you want to. But is it going to help your situation in any way, shape, or form? No. Yeah. Is your current situation going mm-hmm. to help you get in shape for your show? No, not at all. When you get done with that show, are you probably going to have the same issue 10 times worse? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. If your life is that much wrapped up as far as stress is concerned to the point where you're already having, you know, this physical outcome, right? Like losing your hair or whatever it might be for an individual. Again, all you're doing by wanting to, you know, get in shape even, let alone or significantly change the way your body looks, let alone step on stage is adding more stress to the party, right? There's no two ways around that. But again, I think. You know, I'm not telling somebody, and this is where we went wrong, I think, with a conversation I had recently, where it's like, I'm not telling somebody that you can't work out. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling somebody that you can't live a lifestyle for a little while, right? I'm just telling you that actually taking that steps towards the competitive stage, right? It's like, that's no holds bar, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's one of those ones where it's like, hey, listen, and we've talked about this on podcast recently, like, as a female, like, we can't be caught up with when you lose your cycle or being worried about if you're going to lose your cycle, right? Like it's going to happen. Why? Because the body's under a huge level of stress and it's going to signal and it's going to say, Hey, I can't, I'm not in a place where I should be having a baby. It's going to shut down ovulation and that's going to be it. Right. Again, that's down regulation that we're seeing there. Right. Um, because of the level of stress that we're under, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where in that, in that landscape, in that concept of, I'm doing everything I get to, to, that I can to get to the stage, we're going to allow for these physiological changes to happen, right? Full well knowing they're not healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? Bodybuilding is not healthy. I don't care if you're an all natural competitor. I don't care if you're an enhanced competitor. It doesn't matter. It's not healthy, 
right? At the end of the day, it can be very rewarding. And at the end of the day, it can be very, um, it can be something that somebody's very genetically gifted for, or they, they, they find that they, you know, have a positive channel there as far as uh, challenging their self down this path. And it's something that works out for them. And again, I don't want to like, just make this all negative, negative. Yeah. Negative, I, was negative just gonna, I was just going to say, like, I think it is also worth noting that like, this is obviously playing devil's advocate, but like, it's never going to be the perfect time to compete either. But there are certain circumstances where you need to be real with yourself and kind of face whatever stressors or whatever is going on head on and be like, hey, I have X, Y, and Z as a stressor. Right now is not ideal to compete. Maybe if I had, you know, one of these things a little bit under wraps, a little bit, you know, handled better, uh, I could be in a better position to be competing. But by no means are we saying like you can't compete unless everything is perfect, unless you work from home and you, you know, you are very um, have have a lifestyle or, or or a job that you know sets you up perfectly to be a perfect competitor. Like by no means are we saying that, um, but there are legitimate like considerations that you have to you know think about before jumping into a prep it's not just about okay my calories are really high and my and my labs look great and everything is great i'm going to go prep now no there are other things that you need to you know be con- considerate of before dieting yeah, or it's, not it's even like- dieting taking it to the extreme of competing yeah, sometimes even dieting, but yeah, definitely to the extreme of competing. To your point, but I, I mean, it's it, it's just one of those things where it's like you know, we we I, I think there's two there's two sides of that coin, right? Where it's like, hey, the human body is resilient. Hey, you are resilient as an individual, right? Like, there's always that side of it where people yeah. want to see that almost like underdog story where it's like the mom of three that was a single mom that had a full-time job, but she was also able to do X, Y, and Z, whether that's competing in this case, or maybe it's like doing an Ironman triathlon or like doing something like that's very, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Extreme. Um, yeah. Extreme. And, and, and they were able to accomplish it and yada, 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 yada. Right. And, and again, I'm not, I, I, it's not like I want to put a damper on any of that, but to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, what, what value are we truly getting out of competing and is it worth it from a risk versus reward standpoint? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, when those other stressors are there in life, right? And it's creating an environment that it, in and of itself yeah. could have potential, you know, outcomes that aren't necessarily, you know, the best for us, our bodies, our long-term health, right? And then we're adding <clears throat> something like this on top. It's almost like you're, the, 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 the risk becomes so much greater than somebody else that doesn't have that, you know, uh, uh, those stressors in life, right? And can probably bounce back from those shows completely and totally fine or bounce back yeah. from those competitions completely and totally fine. Again, there's two sides to that coin, right? There's always going to be two sides. Like, yes, it's a great story. Some people are going to be able to handle it. And that's what makes us so unique as individuals um, and so unique uh, uh, in terms of like the way that the human body works and, 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 and things that we don't even fully comprehend at this point through the science. And we know there's genetic differences. And But again, we're still learning down that path, right? Because again, there's such a wide difference from person to person to person. Why can Marina do it? And we know that you can't actually do it to the full extent and not have you know uh certain outcomes where it's like your hormones drop you know what i mean and we're not able to recover them as well as we would like to right so wait, wait, but like, wait. i'm just using no but like my test never came back what do you mean i know that's what i'm saying like oh, okay okay yeah that's 
I thought you meant like well, you was, can I, do I, it without, no, you know. I, I was going to use you as an example and just say, why can Marie, why can okay. X person do it? Yeah. We know Marita can't actually do it and get away with it. But again, yeah. why can X person do it and get away with it and live their life perfectly normal? And they seem to bounce back and they're able to maintain their results and do all this stuff post-show and they don't have any issues versus the next two, three people that do it. They're like, you know, falling apart post-show and they're 30 pounds overweight, you know, whatever it is, three months post-show. And all they can think about is like, Oh, I, I, you know, trying to keep uh, my body image intact and like a, a healthy mental state here. I can't wait to get back on stage because I want to lose the 30 pounds I put on. It's like, to me, that's just a, that's a, that's a negative cycle that they're yeah. in. Right. It's like, at that point, they've already gained that 30 pounds. I can only imagine what their blood work looks like. Probably not good. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, at the end of the day, it's just one of those things where I think we have to stop looking at it from the perspective of this looks cool. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. Right. And more so, you know, engrossed or, or more so like, a better view in terms of everything taken into account and saying like, okay, is this the right time for me? You know, I don't know if this analogy works at all. I'm horrible with analogies, (laughs) but like it's, it is, could it be like, you know, Hey, I want to be a basketball player. Right. And I'm, I'm five, nine. Okay. Um, at the age of 38, but let's say I grew up and, and, and during my entire, you know, young life. And even into my early adulthood, like I was avidly like paying to, to do better at basketball, having coaches, right. I was actively playing all the time and I wanted to be better and better and better and better and better to eventually be able to play the game at some sort of a level that suffice for me to feel successful there. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, great. I can put all that time. I can put all that effort into it, but genetically I'm still fucking five, nine. And the reality is no matter how hard I work, I'm probably never going to get to a certain level where guys that play like at the smallest position, you know, in the NBA are like six foot three. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, like I'm not, I'm probably not going anywhere. I would legitimately be the smallest guy on the court every single time out, like, you know, bar none. And it would be like almost embarrassing the difference between us. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know if that analogy works, but I it's think, almost like I think just it because does I work. want it. Yeah, exactly. Because just because you want it doesn't mean that and just like, because and again, I would say for 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 yeah, for 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 like the client that I was talking about, she's uh, aces on her diet, she trains really hard, does all the stuff that she's supposed to do, but at the end of the day, it seems like those things backfire on her because she is too aggressive with the training. We can't get her to slow down ever, right? Mm-hmm. She is only stuck to this meal plan, and, like has to have a meal plan, and like I can't really go mm-hmm. off my meal plan at all. I have to do this, this is the way I like to live, and it's like you know, okay, and it's like again. Now it, it, it comes to a head at a point down the road where it's like, but I do all these things I'm supposed to do. And it's like, that's great. But you do all these things you're supposed to do. It doesn't make you six foot three, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. give you, you know, you're, it, it, God didn't gift you down this path for you to be able to step on stage now, especially as a natural athlete and be super conditioned to a point where you're going to feel confident and comfortable about what you did more. So in that case, I honestly think if somebody like that steps on the stage, they would end up stepping on the stage and they'd probably be the person crying backstage saying that they hate the way they look. Yeah. So now it turns into this. And like getting into thing. that though, I feel like sometimes again, devil's advocate, I feel like sometimes people need to kind of go through that to, to see that maybe like, you know, I'm checking off all my boxes. I'm doing everything perfectly. Like, like you honestly. And then at some point you're like, wait, but like I genetically fucking suck. You know, and it's it's not always about genetics either. It's just more so actually doing the thing is a lot different than like how you dream of it, right? So we know we have a client here who like, 
who has always wanted to be like really, really big. He's always been a small dude, really, really big guy, has lit, wants to be a big guy. Well, wait, wait, before you go into him, I would just say transitioning, you know, from what we're kind of talking about here, it's almost like, okay, so what you just said was essentially like, you know, um, wait, how'd you start that whole thing there? Because I was going to use that to transition. Now I completely totally forget. You were basically saying like, um, you can check off all your boxes and like you still suck. Yeah, but but you or like or like you have to go through it, it. Like yeah. doing it is different than dreaming of it. Exactly, doing it is different than dreaming of it. Good call, good call. So now we're back to that. My point there was going to be so now you have scenarios where it's like, why aren't we like you know instead of thinking like, hey, I want to compete, which we always get the person, we always will get the person. It's like, hey, I want to compete, and they want to compete right now. We've lost clients. You've lost clients like this already too. Mm-hmm. We're like, I want to compete, and you're like, dude, yeah, sure. Let's take a year, and then you compete after a year. Let's take a year and a half. Let's take two years, and you can compete after that, mm-hmm. right? And of course, they're like, no, nah, I want to compete, and they didn't end up. I guarantee that person didn't end up stepping on stage. That chick that was eating chicken nuggets, no chance, right? Because again, it's like. You know, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on stage. No, sh- shut up, right? That's not bodybuilding, right? You want to step on stage? I get it, but like all this work precedes stepping on stage. And now this goes back to the conversation we had recently with like Dominic Cruz, etc. Everybody that we've had on the podcast recently, where it's like, you know, it takes time in the off season, it takes time to get the results. Blah 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 blah. That's part of this for sure, and we're at least we're hitting on that mm-hmm. note for sure. But realistically, and then you can pick up where I'm where I'm leaving off here. We, you're also now getting a chance to live a lifestyle for X period of time that is going to be required. Even if it's for just a prep window, this exactly. lifestyle is going to be required at that level. And now you get to decide, you know, hey, maybe this wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like when when you get to that point, like you said, and like live the lifestyle um, and take it to the, you know, I guess like um, – regiment extreme so like always you know hitting your food always nailing your training you know checking in and all these little things taking your supplements everything once you get to that point of living the lifestyle you and after some time after a year plus a lot of people several people may realize like I don't like this like I don't like this way of living I don't like this added stress and that's only going to be more stressful in a prep and then as you get leaner and on and on so I feel like like some people need to do that and live that. I think everyone should do that and live that before ever thinking about actually stepping on a stage or actually thinking about competing. It only makes sense. You know what I mean? It only makes sense to, to, to do that. But again, you, 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 and, and, and again, you would end up weeding a whole bunch of people out. And like, that sounds negative when you say it like that, you're weeding people out. But the reality is you're saving that you're saving yourself a ton of misery yeah. Ton, like, and again, it's misery in the sense that it's like, you know, it, like, unless you really want to be there, bodybuilding is hard, man. It's yeah. hard in the off season. It's hard in contest prep. And like, sometimes it does take people down a pretty dark path mm-hmm. that it's very hard for them to recover. And if you've been in this industry for a long time, you've heard the person say, you know, the bodybuilding was really negative for them. It ruined mm-hmm. them. You know, it, it hurt their mental health. It hurt their yeah. physical health in some way, shape or form. Those stories are out there by the dozens and dozens mm-hmm. of them. You know what I mean? So it, it really is maybe saving that person. And maybe somebody just goes through it. Like the person that we're talking about, maybe he were just to go through it, you know, and, and, and he would have gotten there. 
Um, and it would have been something where maybe we, you know, maybe would have like bitched and moaned and complained and had all these like, you know, things during the, the, the process of prepping for the stage. And then maybe when he got to the stage, maybe he wasn't a hundred percent where he needed to be because, you know, again, a lot of that bitching, moaning, and maybe not doing what they're supposed to be doing at every, you know, turn, mm-hmm. um, you know, but again, maybe it's like, you know, it's just a negative experience at that point, stepping on stage and what he didn't. Yeah what he wasn't able to acquire, what he was able to kind of attain, right? To the point where they just walk away from it. But now it's like, you look back, it's like, okay, well, what did I just do for the last two years of my life? Something that I I didn't even enjoy doing, right? I ended up stepping on stage. And this kind of goes back to our conversation too about the identity crisis thing, where it's like, at what point are we looking at competing as this thing that we want to do? And now it becomes kind of who we are and like all of our thought processes focused around this. And we're at, we're publicly talking about it and putting Mm -hmm. ourselves in this position as a bodybuilder or a competitor. Right. And then it comes down to it. And it's like, wow, I don't even like this shit. It's yeah. like, well, of course, but you started talking about it. You got so engrossed with it because of something that you saw on YouTube or something that you saw on Instagram, not because you were actually doing it yeah. on a regular basis. Exactly. Right. And I, and I would also, the one thing that I would really caution somebody with too, is like, don't think that you're doing it right. Just because you're going to the gym six days a week. Right. Like I, I literally just had somebody inquire, right. It's not to throw something, this person on the bus, because we actually had a, a pretty good conversation. Um, and, and, and hopefully they, they kind of, you know, took, a little bit in that we had that that we had during that talk and they're able to make some good changes for themselves. But you know, somebody's like, you know, Hey, I want to be a competitor. I'm working out six days on and I take two days off. Right. And that's kind of my split right now. And I'm like, that's basically all the information they gave me before. And I'm like, okay, but like that, that's not. And then we're hopping on a call and they're like, okay, well I work out six days in a row, then take two days off. But like, I don't really manage my diet. I don't really do. So what makes you want to compete? I just think it's something that I want to do. I've always looked up to it. I've always seen it. And it's like, that's fine. I think that's a very innocent way of kind of getting into it. But mm-hmm. it's like, now I'm trying to explain to this person. It's like, well, dude, a lot more train. than that. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, we can't train six days on. Like, that's not going to be something that's going to be good for you at all. Like we need to back that down. Maybe three days on one day off or no more than three days on without at least one day off. Mm-hmm. Right. And to start. And then from there, it's like, you can't follow like this routine that you're doing really does. It's not even the amount of days that you're doing. He's also doing 32 fucking sets per like, that's, you know, probably not going to fly in. Like when you're trying to get a specific result here, we have to take a lot more into consideration than just, Hey, I like to go to the gym. Right. And I like to be there for two and a half hours. That's great. But again, that might not be conducive to you getting the best result as a bodybuilder. And then it's like, you also, you're not managing your diet at all. And like, it's really one of those things where like, this isn't going to fly. You know what I mean? Like you going out to eat three times a week, like that's just not that there's no way that's going to work. Like we have to clean all this up. You have to be regimented. I can either give you a meal plan or you can track your macros, but you have to be a hundred percent through that diet. And like, wait, no, no, no cheat day every week. Like, no, man, there's no cheat day every week. Yeah. Right. Like there's, there's absolutely no cheat day. Absolutely no cheat day. Once in a while you want to have a free meal. Fine. We'll talk about a free meal, but like, there's no cheat day at all ever in any way, shape or form. Like, Oh, I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. Well, and and again, maybe that's on like the lowest end of the spectrum, so to speak, in terms of comprehension. But at the end of the day, again, you know, actively, you know, being guided through this lifestyle, really living the lifestyle. Like it's one of those things too, where like, if you don't look like a bodybuilder, you have to ask yourself, like, am I really living this lifestyle? You know what I mean? And like, that's really what it comes down to. I know some people get jaded there and and their opinion of themselves is maybe higher than it should be in some cases. And in a lot of cases, I think it's the opposite. But again, I, I think sometimes it's one of those things where you have to really look yourself in the mirror and say, how far off am I? Like, I haven't competed whatever. It's been like four years or something like that, right? If I look in the mirror, I can I still know that I live this lifestyle, right? Like I'm not overweight. I don't have anything hanging where it shouldn't be hanging or like, you know, I still have lines in my legs 24 seven. You know what I'm saying? Like I still have like, you know, I I, I could still be, um, 
looked at like, oh, dude, you're in shape at the very least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to call myself exactly. a bodybuilder, but somebody could definitely look at me and be like, oh, at least you're in shape. You know what I mean? Whereas if you don't even have that, it's like, you're probably not doing the things that are required to lead you down this path with any type of success in the near future. You know what I mean? You're going to have to mm -hmm. redial yourself entirely. It could even be a huge paradigm shift entirely, right? And, and almost living a different lifestyle than what you're living, even though it's similar in the sense that I'm going to the gym, my focus is on all this stuff. It's mm -hmm. just an entirely different focus, if that makes sense. Right. Does that make sense? A different focus. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think ultimately this this whole thing really comes back to like, you know, understanding like, you know, where and when should I put that level of expectation on myself as far as competing mm -hmm. is concerned. Right. And like when is it when is it a good idea to compete, maybe? And like we said, there's never going to be this perfect time to compete yeah. in terms of like all these little circumstances, right? Uh, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, again, if you're working a 12 hour overnight shift, if you're already so stressed, right, that your life is kind of like, you know, there's certain things that mm -hmm. are happening there physically or or personally where things are kind of falling apart a little bit. Should we be adding these huge stressors on top, regardless of what the huge stressor is? Should you be training for an Ironman competition, mm -hmm. even though that probably be, well, I don't know, because time considerations, I don't know what's required to, to train for an Ironman, but at yeah. least I know you don't have to starve yourself to death like you do yeah. in uh, bodybuilding, exactly. right? But again, it's one of those things where it's like, I just think you have to comprehend what bodybuilding is, all the other things that are going on in your life. And it's like, nobody in this world ever said that we should all inherently be able to compete on a bodybuilding stage, especially at a high enough level to be happy, right? And and, and be able to kind of get away with that long-term. And, mm -hmm. and, and the answer to that might just be, you know, hey, be a bodybuilder without needing to step on stage, right? You could be a yeah. bodybuilder without worrying about competing for any time soon. And the caveat here is if you do it, and you do decide that you want to compete still at the end of it, you are going to be better at your first show because you took that year, year and a half, two years, you know, living like a bodybuilder, becoming a bodybuilder mm -hmm. before you even stepped on stage, which is a rarity nowadays, right? Most people just hop in, they step on stage. So you being up there for your first show and looking like, you know, amazing, right? Like that, it's something that you could be proud of, something that's going to give you a full sense. And maybe still you're like, hey, that was still too much. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. But you have this overwhelmingly <clears throat> positive memory and you would never go around saying bodybuilding ruined you, right? Because you set yourself up for success there. Exactly. Yeah? And like, as you were talking about that, the one like analogy or metaphor, whatever that I thought of was just like thinking about it as money, right? If we have a hundred dollars to spend, if you will, on like stressors, you know, maybe 20 bucks is work. Another 20 bucks is relationships. Prep is probably like fully prepping is like $40, right? So if you're already like your bank account, stress bank account is already at like 20 bucks, you need to understand, like if you're thinking about prep, that's going to put you $20 in debt, right? So you have to understand that after you got to, you know, pay off that debt for however much time. Yeah. So that I feel like is a pretty good analogy because like the cost 100%. of bodybuilding is a lot better more analogies than me. You're better analogies than me. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. I learned, learned all this in engineering school. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. So it's like, people don't realize that the cost of competing, yes, financial is actually a huge one too. Cause that's another stressor. That's going to be like 15 bucks right there of just financial stress. But like, um, the cost of, of competing is a lot more than what people initially think. So that is, I think, our overarching idea here. Anything to add on my money analogy? No, I think the money analogy was spot on. I'm proud of it. I'm proud All of right. you.
This is a quick one. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I want to see we're we're, we're trying to see how a, a shorter episode influences downloads. So yeah. So share with your friends if you did like this. Thank you for listening. Um, and check out our YouTube channel. This episode is on YouTube. We have Coach's Corner on YouTube. We have um, Off the Clock starting up on YouTube. Going to get it on Buzzsprout as well so everyone can listen to the audio. Um, but subscribe to the channel um, because we have a lot of good content there. And if you don't subscribe, I'm not your friend. Word. All right. I catch you guys next week.